That intro music really is good. Isn't it nice? <laughs> All right, everybody, we're back. This is episode number, I think, 17. Yeah, I think so. 17. Episode 17 of the Republic Recovery Lab podcast series. Yep. I'm Drew Hassan. Daniel Anderson. And we are the Recovery, Recovery Lab. Lab. Uh, so the uh, general introductory spiel is the same. Hey, everybody, look, we need your uh, support, donations. You can purchase an awesome hoodie on our new recoverylabllc.com website. There it is. Brought to you by the technical expertise of Daniel Anderson. Oh, I don't know about that. It is. It I is. don't know about that. He has the time, the energy, the drive, and desire, and the website's awesome. Uh, please buy a hoodie. They're, yeah. not, they're not prohibitively expensive. No. They are fantastic. Uh, and fantastically we actually, designed. Studies have shown we actually did a, a deep in-depth study of this, and they actually said that you have a 93% <laughs> chance of staying sober better if you purchase a Increase the likelihood. And you're happier. Yeah. And, and you're happier. happier. And that's just science, <laughs> which is interesting. It's science. Can't it's argue not, with it. Right. So. Uh, so in all seriousness, we do appreciate all of the people who have bought hoodies. Uh, we have a brand new batch that we need to sell. So help a brother out, recoverylabllc.com. Or you can message me on Facebook, message Daniel. We got the hoodies. We're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I start the same episode, each episode the same. If you know of something that's beneficial to people in recovery, comment it. The general examples I give are you can get free Narcan from Mr. Moore's Bike Shop in Hattiesburg. Uh, you can go to End It For Good. Uh uh, Angela Mallet and Christina Dent's place to find out about where you can get Narcan um, and just anything that might help somebody else. Uh, the the more uh, levels and layers of interconnectivity we have, the greater we all are. So uh, without further ado, Lake Ortez hey, has Lake. agreed to join us. He flew in just for this. <laughs> How about that? Glad to be here. Definitely. Yeah. Welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, joking about that you flew in just for this. <laughs> I mean, I realize there is that holiday in a couple of days. Yeah. And, and, like, what are you visiting, like, family or something? <laughs> yep. Show sure enough. Yeah. We don't want to hurt your mama's feelings, but you yeah. did come here for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Just, for, <laughs> just for this. Just for this. Well, look, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, first of all, I feel completely unqualified to be doing this. Cause I'm You're just, absolutely I'm qualified. Just, yeah. I'm just a kid that did drugs, and now I'm sober. So right. uh, these are these that turns what, out <laughs> those are the only qualifications. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, but for real, uh, yeah. Um, I'm Lake. Uh, I'm 22 years old. Um, I was bad off on drugs for uh the good portion of like my teenage years, and uh, I went through like eight seven treatment centers and then on the seventh one which is good landing recovery shout out to them trey and all them are awesome but uh yeah i was there and for some reason somehow it worked and now uh, i've been working there for the past like three months i'm a case manager so uh yeah dude it really is crazy I'll, that's another that's thing awesome, that, that's bro. another job i'm always like i don't think i'm qualified for this how, <laughs> how am i doing this this is so i think i just second guess myself a lot but look you're in you know, you're in good company yeah, uh, yeah. i always tell people this this little story so uh have you seen the movie um oh i'll just don't be a minister south central while drinking a juice in the no movie. it's the one where the guy is the con artist 
and he pretended to be a pilot and uh, on air. No, uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg directed it, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is the protagonist. Titanic. <laughs> no, not Titanic. Uh, anyway, the guy's name is Frank Abagnale. Oh, he, oh, t- uh, uh, catch me if catch you can. Catch me if you can. Yeah. He's the preeminent con artist, and he must be incredibly smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he pulled off taking the Louisiana bar exam and never went to law school. So, I mean, this guy an, has an impressive memory and just can – he can get shit done. Yeah, anyway, yeah. he now works for the FBI, and I watched his speech to the people at Google. And the thing that you're describing, this feeling of not being qualified, has a name – it's called the imposter syndrome. syndrome yeah. right. I've heard of and that. It, and so it, it, it's absolutely normal that you would feel that way. Yeah. I think we all feel that way sure. in some small sense. Sure. But, you know, some more than others. Yeah. It def- uh, just talking about, like, the job I do, though, it's like I really do. Like, I feel so blessed and lucky to fell fell into that position because, I mean, how I even got to good landing in the first place is, like, a crazy story, and it's like, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I mean, that's, it was, it was a nightmare. And honestly, my mom. start at the beginning. Okay. Uh, Let's see. I don't even know where that is. Like we have 55 minutes. Yeah. So I guess, (laughs) I guess we can go to like the first time I had like any sort of drug experience that I knew, like, this is dope. Right. Right. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what grade I was in. I was probably eighth grade, ninth, maybe I no eighth. And um, I was prescribed, like, the little, like, 10-milligram instant-release Adderalls, like the little blue ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was taking those, but, like, for some reason, I, like, when I first started taking them, I didn't like them. It was, like, a weird how it switched so, like, you know. Drastically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I hated them. I never would take them, like, whatever. I would, like, my mom, and it's funny, too, my mom would, like, always try to get me to take them because she didn't really – they didn't think anything of it because me and the doctor. Well, she was thought she was helping. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you know, yeah, it is what it is. So. I'm right there with you. Yeah, and I feel like m- a lot of kids have, you know, that's my story to a T. Yeah, experience that. So, um, yeah, I would like not take them and uh, <laughs> this, that, and the other. And I remember one day I didn't take it, and it was first period English class, and I was like, oh shit, we have a uh, science science test next period, and. This is also weird now looking back at it, but there was this girl, and I won't say her name just because, but I, I remember her name. Her was Abby something, and uh, I knew that she took, like, ADHD medicine. That's all I knew it as. So I asked her if she had one, and sure enough, like, right in class, like, she just pulled out her pill bottle and gave me one. Wow. And this is something that I guess neither one of us, it was kind of innocent. Like, we didn't sure, know. Sure, sure, sure. It was like Your a family. vitamin. Like an Advil, yeah. Yeah, literally, it was like a vitamin. And she gave me one, and this small girl in eighth grade gave me like a one of the blue and orange i know it says s489 on it the 70 milligram vivance wow and again i didn't i was like it was a different color than mine maybe a different brand whatever and i remember taking it and nothing really happened that period and i remember like when the because that was the beginning of that class i remember like when the when the bell rang and we were headed to science class i remember like walking into the hallway and what and i literally like for lack of a better word, I feel I feel like the king of the world. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like it was the it was the weirdest thing. Like I had yeah. that because it was like the first, and it was such a high dose because like a, I'd been sometimes taking a ten milligram Adderall. Now right. I just took a seventy milligram Vyvanse. And yeah, I remember just walking out there being like, "Oh my god!" Like, 
why have I not been doing this the whole time? Exactly. I was like, I was like, bingo, like this is it. I was like, I'm gonna make straight A's. Like everybody's gonna love me because I was so like, I, I just can remember that vividly. Like I remember it felt like I was like playing Xbox and then like I plugged an HDMI cord into the back of it right, and it right, like right. So everything was like enhanced. Yeah. Like everything was better. Like everything no besides doubt. besides eating food. Right, but, right, uh, right, right, right. But for real, like I just felt like super like more not even outgoing, but like. And I probably am doing it right now, but like I like will sometimes stutter over my words, and I felt like it stopped that. Like I was just talking smoothly and you know doing everything the right way, and you everything know, was clicking. Everything like it, everything was perfect, and I again I just had that like full body, like I felt so good. So uh, that's when it like when I realized, okay, taking this will make me go from A to B, and B is really good. Right. So like that's when I had that cl- like that thing that clicked or whatever. And um, I don't know. I feel like my mom will probably see that and be like, "Oh, if I never would have put him on, you know." Dude, th- my parents, my parents are probably watching right now, and they're they. My mom says it all the time. I'm so sorry that I we know. got you on that. Like, mom, no, literally, yes, that was the beginning of that, and that did prime me for a methamphetamine addiction. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. But without all of those trials and tribulations that I experienced through all of those medications, I wouldn't have experienced all the fucking shit that I did. And from that shit, I was able to learn and turn into somebody that I'm actually genuinely proud of. of, So I am very thankful. Could it have been a little bit different and who knows what my life would have been like without those. Yeah. But all, everything is kind of lined up to where, I I don't feel ashamed yeah, at all for sure about anything today. Yeah. And it's because I have that experience. Yeah. Um and I don't even know I mean, I feel like even if I even if she even if I wouldn't have been put on that medicine, I I was always like naturally kind of like wanting to get into something. So I sure. feel like I would have figured it out. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have yeah, ended, yeah. ended up getting into it in some way or whatever. But yeah, uh, it's just what happened. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um and so from there, like that was like eighth grade. From there and then, like, from the rest of my high school years, like, it was it was that. Like, I, I was, I became, like, it went from, like, you know, taking a 70 milligram Vyvanse every day, and that was it. And I would start doing that, and I instantly ran through the bottle of that 10 milligram. Like, right. I went through those. Um, so I was kind of start taking it more. And uh, what grade was this? You said eighth grade? It was eighth grade, yeah. And I, I was... It was funny, like the only the only like drugs I did during that time, like like consecutive, like was was amphetamines, right. and I would smoke weed like on the weekends. Just try not to because like I went to a private school and they like randomly drug tested or whatever, which that, that I did get drug tested twice and both times I did like pop for um, amphetamines, but not not weed. So I guess I wasn't smoking it that much. So Adderall and Vyvanse and any other type of ADHD pill, yeah, I could get, that's what I was taking, and also, it kind of was at the points where, like, I didn't, I knew I was probably using it too much, but I didn't really think it was, like, like, I didn't, I didn't think I'm, like, oh, I'm doing drugs, like, I wasn't, right, it was innocent, yeah, like, I was getting them from, like, girls in my class, guys in my class, and, like, I had a, I also had, like, a prescription for it, which, like like, like I said, I started to, like, abuse it a little bit more, like, taking it more, like throughout the day, or like you know, just stuff like that. But overall, like I wouldn't go in to downtown Jackson and going in the hood and getting right, the, right, right. I wasn't like I wasn't buying drugs. Um, so I will say, like, what intro- introduced me into like the like 
drug scene or whatever, I guess is that. But, like, you know, when you start, like, buying weed from an actual drug dealer. Um, You're exposed that, to that, that yeah, world. Yeah, you start. And, again, I say, like, that was the only drugs I did. I would, like, randomly, every now and then, like, I probably, like, tried Xanax, like, th- two, three, four times. Sure, or, sure. like, got, like, a little, like, five milligram, like, oxy or what, just nothing, like, for real. Um, right, right, right. But yeah, that was the only thing. And so by time, by time I got to my senior year, I was like very like because it just slowly progressed. Because you know tolerance with that, right? It, it goes like so. Like I was taking like a lot. Like I'm talking a lot. Like I, I would say like my senior year, I could I could take like up to like 300 milligrams of like Adderall pills a day. Oh my god! Like I'm like seriously, it was bad. It's like, a miracle your heart didn't explode. I know. So I'm saying, I I remember just feeling like that super tight feeling in my chest, and it didn't it didn't give me that like full wave of like pure heaven like it used to it just wasn't that i just did it so i could be awake and i I guess i I was just addicted to doing it um the process and the all that did you ever while you were pretty heavily hitting it did you ever like feel guilty or for some reason not be able to get it and go a few days without it and realize that like holy shit like i have no energy whatsoever yeah no i cannot function yeah yeah so once i once i got like to like 11th grade and my senior year, like, at that point, I knew, like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. Just, like, eighth, ninth, eighth, ninth, half a tenth. I just was, like, to me, I was just taking an ADHD medicine. Right, And right, I would, right. yeah, sure, I would take it a little bit more than I should, but it helps me focus or, like, do do things I liked better. So, it, but once I got to 11th grade, 12th grade, like, I knew I was doing something bad. I, right, I knew right, I was, right. like, abusing medication. I knew I was getting, like, a high from it. Um, I knew I, I, I seeked it out. I bought it. I bought whole prescription bottles for my friends or like a lot of them were still going through the phase that I was like, they didn't really like their meds and their mom had them prescribed. So they, right. they, they would just give it to me. Like right, right. I can remember people just handing me like prescription bottles full of like, and I remember his name too, but I don't want to just, yeah, throw these not blast yeah. <laughs> but like specifically like they've handed me like the, a full bottle of the little orange, like yeah, yeah. little, uh, the yeah, 20s. P- yeah, the 20 milligram, mm-hmm. like just handing them to me. Like they were just giving them out. So I feel like, and also everybody was on it, like everybody. And uh, I went still to, today. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I, mean, I went to I went to Jackson Prep, so it's a private school. Right. So like, it's pretty, it's pretty. Uh, what's the word? Like demanding. So I mean, everybody's on stimulants, and right. but not everybody was doing it how I ended up doing it. Right. Because I mean, you can ask my mom this. Like, I, it's not like I was some excellent student. Straight like it didn't like I wasn't right like right. at all. Like right. I was right. I was taking it, and I like, I would go upstairs and get like zoned in on my computer and I like got into a little thing like I, I was like producing like beats and like selling them um so that it would make me just get up there and I would be sitting there looking at my screen like grinding my jaw like right, just right. like in the zone like and and seriously like, that that was like my happy place like being being there upstairs by myself in my room on my computer on a shit ton of Adderall um right. and just like by myself just doing that I would I would be up there like for hours, hours like yeah. hours and hours and hours like from tweaking like, yes yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sh- like straight up like tweaking it's, it's exactly what it is yeah, yeah and like from four from four in the afternoon when I got home from school like all the way until like five in the mornings and I'd get like an hour of sleep before school so I was like bad off after you realized when you were later on in high school mm-hmm. that that maybe your pattern of taking the pills was problematic did you how did that impact your use going forward 
I don't know. I again, like I, I've got something in my mind that I'm thinking about, but I don't want to put words in your mouth, and I kind of want to hear what you like. You come to this realization, like my the administration of these medications is problematic. Mm-hmm. What happened after you made that first realization? Well, like I was saying earlier, like I feel like I I was naturally like kind of like wanting to get into something kind of rebellious. Like I I and like at the end of my senior year and like when I graduated high school and like that little gap going into college and especially beginning my college because that's where it gets like way worse. Like mm-hmm. I kind of like embraced and this is so like corny and cringy looking back on it but like i kind of embraced like this like junky pride like you know what i mean like right, yeah right, fuck right. with me i'm the right you know, like, I, i'm from the streets I, boy. I, I am not not even like that but like <laughs> I, yeah i do drugs like you know yeah. what i mean like and uh it's terrible like people knew me as that like same here i, I, I did drugs and i i guess oh like nobody can say anything about it if you embrace it you know what I mean? Like, right, right. I'll get me before you can get me type exactly. of thing. So I was kind of like, yeah, I'm the, so I'm, I embrace that. Um, so, and again, I did start smoking weed like frequently, um, my 11th grade and senior year, um, which is weird because I never even really liked weed. I just did well, it. Well, it competes with the stimulus. Yeah. Man. Like it would, I, I would smoke <coughs> weed just at the end of the day. But, uh, anyways, um, so where it like actually gets like, it was bad, obviously, but, my, you make it through high school. Make it through high school. Where do you go to college? I went to Mississippi State, um, and man, that was the it was bad. Like, um, so when I get to Mississippi State, when I graduate from Pills, um, I, again, I was taking like like I said, like it could be up to like three hundred milligrams of Adderall right. a day. That gets expensive. Absolutely. It, eventually, it starts getting expensive because you leave high school and now you're in college and. Kids realized there's some money in selling those things. So, like, people sell Adderall for $5 a pill, and right. I was like, and I was taking so much of it. Um, Bro, and, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. where, you, where you're where you spending a lot on pills, and you find out, oh, I can buy the real thing for right. way cheaper. Right, which right, right. Which ends up with opiates as well. But, um, um, oh, and also, this is funny, like, throughout, or, like, senior year and into college – I, for some, like, I never, I never messed with any sort of downer, ever. I was just, just stimulants. It changed, but I always thought that was weird. Like, I don't know what changed. I guess I, I don't know, but I, like, I was like, I do not do downers. Like, I'm just, I'm, were like. You pr- were you proud of that? Yeah, yeah it was, yeah, yeah. it was kind of like, yeah, I don't know why, but, like, I don't, I'm, yeah. n- I'm not taking in just nodding off. I'm not sleep, like that like, guy. Like, yeah, like, like I'm, I'm. I'm getting shit done. Yeah, right, right, literally, right, right. just like that. I'm yeah, dropping yeah. mad beats. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Like, I had sure. that, like, yeah, like, I'm I'm taking. The beastie I'm, boy I'm, of Starkville. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm productive, <laughs> right, but right, I wasn't, right. uh, but uh, whatever. Uh, I can't remember who or how or, oh, yes, I do. Okay, so somebody mm-hmm. in Flowood that I knew um, that was selling me weed when I was in high school and when I was in Flowood, he posted on Snapchat that he had some Molly, okay? And I had been to, like, raves and stuff in New Orleans a couple times. Right. But, like, I still didn't really – I was just doing, like, a bunch of Adderall when I was there too. Um, but he told me he had Molly. So me and my friend drove from Starkville – all the way to Flowood, like in a day. I would have driven. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'd go to yeah. Mexico all if I had the way. To, like, I'd be like, "Shit, I hear you, fella. Yeah. I'm on the way, man." I know. So, so <laughs> I'd be there in a half hour. I'd, right. <laughs> and 
Okay, so it's like side note that I'm in college at this point. The summer going into college, I hadn't been going to New Orleans and stuff. And I do like I did take like an X pill here and there. You know what I mean? Like the little like press. <coughs> and usually it's just amphetamine or methamphetamine pressed into a pill. Right. But like people say like, oh, this is X, this is Molly, blah blah blah. So when he said when he said you know yeah it's Molly, I was like, oh that's dope, that stuff's fire. Like I had a good time when I did it then. So. And this was, like, it wasn't, like, a press pill. Like, he had, like, the, sh- like, shards, like that, oh, the wow. molly. Wow, 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 um, wow. And uh, so I'm, like, okay, dope. We go to there, we get some. And I remember we take it, and, like, we're driving back to uh, Starkville. And, like, I am absolutely floored. Like, I remember we just crushed up and put it in a piece of toilet paper and swallowed, like, parachuted Whoa. it. And I was, like like thrashed like i've never my pupils were like jet black dinner plates and i was like holy crap anyways like four days later four days later i still hadn't slept and i'm like i don't think that was molly right right. like i wasn't i was not rolling so to speak like i was i was tweaked like i was like again that day was similar to the first time i ever took the 70 milligram five hands it was like i had that moment again i was like oh my gosh i'm the king of the world right, right, really right. i'm a skinny kid tweaked out like right 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 dinner plates of eyes and of so uh you're in there yeah, yeah i was and and it, that like it had been a couple days hadn't slept like i'd been like just like all like gross i remember just being greasy and like sweaty up in my dorm room like hadn't left never went to class like but i was tweaking the whole time and i just i felt awesome it was just like the first time i took right. that pill it's like a thing. welcome friend coming yes back. it was it was it was that same like feeling of like this is this is dope like and i, and I hadn't had that for a long time because again i'd just been like taking a bunch of adderall just to kind of like maintain yeah just exactly. feel like energetic or whatever but not really so it had that feeling again so i'm like that i don't think that was that wasn't molly because i'd been up so long and i'd been like you know, Molly's one of those drugs that like you uh, you can't keep doing it. Right. You know, it like doesn't it, like it floors your serotonin and it just messes up. So like you can't keep doing it and getting high on Molly. Right. This stuff I was I was like getting high, so it a hundred percent was meth. I confronted the dude. He said, "Yeah, it was some meth. I, I mixed it with some Molly, this that." But at that point, I was like, "Well, shit, I'm because I I don't think I ever would have gone out initially and bought meth. I don't think I would have. Maybe I would have, but." I thought I was buying Molly. I bought it. I did it. I'd been up for so long. He tells me, "Yeah, it's it, it's meth, basically." Um, I was like, "Well, shit, I'm I'm here now. I've already done it, and like, I and I feel awesome. Right. I looked terrible. That was the worst probably I'd ever looked, just because I had just discovered it and I didn't eat for de- those four days, greasy, nasty. But um, yeah, I was there. So from that point on, I was like making like hauls from uh Starville to Flowood to get it. Uh, I was picking it up, bringing it back. My homie would do it sometimes, but he kind of knew what it was, and he was kind of like, "Bro, I'm not, I'm not sad about yeah, it." Yeah, like he would do it, and he, you know, he he partied too, but like, I don't know. I I guess I, I don't know what made me like. I don't know. I don't know why, but I just yeah. remember him being kind of like put off with it, and it was weird because he still would sometimes do it, but he just, he wasn't, like, in it. Like, I was, like, I'm, like, I'm doing this now. Like, this is my thing. I'm doing it. Right. And, um, I and did. And I'm going to go to whatever, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Yeah, today. and I did. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was only, and it got bad because I was doing it, and once you're doing meth, like, 
it's just obviously completely different than yeah. Adderall. Like, it's the same, but it's like, it's just so much more. Well, like, look, one's a Honda Accord. Yes. And one's a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. Like, yeah. look, my story, my introduction to meth is, is not too dissimilar from what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I went to, it was somewhere I shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Somebody had some. I'd never done it. I thought, well, yeah, I've done a lot of Coke. I'm, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I snored a bunch of it, and I thought, yeah, okay, that's fine. And then five minutes later, I thought, okay, yeah, you know, I, I dig it. <laughs> and then bit. five minutes after that, I knew it was the worst mistake I'd ever made. Right. You know, the shit's addictive because it feels good. Right, yeah. right, right. And it does feel good. Right. Let's make no bones about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so you're you're – Somewhere in your first year and a half of college. No. Look, you're not going to turn into a pumpkin if we go over 55. So, no, no, right, no I'm right. not. I keep my, my watch keeps vibrating. I instinctively look, but I'm not going to do it. I feel you. Like. Um, but, when, uh, no, but what so, happens? How long are you How long are you going from Starkville to okay. who must be the riskiest drug dealer on earth selling meth in Rankin County? Yeah. It's in, like, the Jackson. It's on a... Uh, What's the what's the road call? I've been here in so long. When you're going down Lakeland, you turn right into like Fortification. Uh, no. Uh, Ridgewood. Ridgewood Road, right there. Uh, Ridgewood. Yeah. I can I could spit out that dude's address too because I know it. Right. But uh, we don't need to go. Yeah. yeah no, no. Uh, but uh, so I was, I was only in college for, you said year and a half, and I was I had to pump the brakes. I was only, in, I was only in college for like, two and a half months. Yeah. Two literally. Like the second, well, it's hard to do meth the way you're describing and not have the wheels come off your personal life. Right, very like quickly. It will be obvious to any person. Yeah, with, you know. And I hadn't gone to like any any school. Um, and also once I started doing this, I kind of started getting into like like I was just like way out there. Like I was doing a bunch of like whippets and like tweaking out on meth and like doing Bits. yeah like you know what i mean and and i do know what the womps yeah, yeah. but like i kind of got introduced to that but like through like going to the raves in new orleans um i've been to i've been to one of the it was a serious event yeah i mean so you you're rocking out to bass nectar all day yeah, literally <laughs> like i i was just getting more like i feel like dirty and grimy like i would just like I don't know. I, I just felt you didn't like, just feel that way. You probably I were. was. <laughs> I was. And like when I when I look back, and this isn't even like this is bad, but like it gets like you know obviously how it does. It gets progressively worse. Right. So I'll just kind of fast forward. I end up telling my mom that I'm like, yo, I need to come home. Like I, this is not good. I'm not actually going to college. And they all knew that I like. They had to have known. Everybody knew. Um, but they couldn't really like. I remember my dad sometimes, like, calling me and, like, saying, you have to go get a drug test at this place. Like, go right now. I'll talk to them. They're going to send me the results. But, like, when you do that, like, you have time to prep. Like, I got one of my homies to piss in a five-hour energy bottle. I'd put it in my gooch, warm it up. Man, in the I feel you, bro. I've been there. You know what I mean? It's Wizenator time. Yes, the Wizenator. <laughs> Seriously, all that stuff. You pass, all that. Right. But, yeah, like, that time I got my friend that was, like, a dorm over to pee in a five-hour energy thing. And I put it in the microwave for a second, put it in my gooch, and, Went in there and did that. I was like, see, Dad, I'm, I'm not on drugs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, ah, oh, if you could see a picture of me, it's embarrassing. It really yeah. is. I was bad. Look, I bought I bought a web web address off GoDaddy. You know, there's a place here in town called, uh, oh, it's a drug testing. LabCorp? Uh, it's not LabCorp. It's uh, Med, MedScreen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where so I bought, I bought, uh, so it's MedScreen, Inc., 
and I bought meds or maybe it's med screens Inc. and I bought the URL <laughs> med screen Inc. so that I could dummy up <clears throat> drug oh test results no, you did and not. email them from office oh, wow. at med screens Inc. Dude, wow. that is awesome and like, the, like that's that's Look, far. I felt like, like I was doing some next level shit. Really. That <laughs> is. My ex-wife can kiss my ass. That, I got something for you. Bro, that is crazy. I've never heard that one. Dude, before. that is next level. I would have never thought of doing Me that. Me neither. Yet. That's that's awesome. That I did is. some shady shit, but that's that's smart. sorry, Mama. I, hadn't, I don't think I told you that story. That's a good one. I've never heard that before. Wow. But um, all right. So you 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 fess up. I mean, I know I know what you're feeling. You're like. The, like, I intuit that my life is coming apart here. And also, I felt bad because, like, my mom, <coughs> this is funny, too. My mom would, like, I was on Life 360. She all know. Right. right. So, my mom could see me being either at the dorm or at class. So, what I would do is, and my mom knows this because I've told her and whatever, but I would, I would get in my car and I would drive to the building my class and I'd sit in the car and, like, tweak out on my computer. I would just sit in my parking lot on my computer and, uh, like, make beats, just go around, like, just do whatever I do on my computer. Also, I was, like... Our poor family. I know. (laughs) And I I was, like, really into, like... This was also part of the addiction for me, but, like, I was obsessed with, like, researching drugs. Like, I was just, like, a drug nerd. Like, I I like to know, like... All the different analogs and the chemicals and what does what. I can see you sitting around watching... What's the guy's name? Harrison... um, uh, oh, from Vice. Oh, you're talking about. Uh, uh, you know, I'd guarantee you. No, no, no. Uh, Little skinny guy. Yes, super nerdy. Uh, Where's the glasses? Hamilton. Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton's pharmacopoeia. Yeah. Oh yeah, him exactly. I was like, man, this dude has a dopest job. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was like super. He sees in- the Matrix. Yeah, I was like super. <laughs> Do a laughing walk, thing. Walk, walk, walk. I don't even know we had that option. <laughs> look, look, uh, this thing's fancy. Yeah, I can tell. It looks awesome. All right, so you tell your mom, you come home. I just, I don't tell her I'm doing drugs. I'm, st- I'm still passing off. I was like, hey, see, I'm passing these drug tests. They knew. There's no way that. Oh, you're going with, uh, I think, a, a mental mental health distress. Seriously. Like, Something that's not my fault. Right, right, no, right, 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 exactly. Right, right, right. I, remember t- I remember telling my mom, I was like, you know, I'm really depressed because I was, I was really, like, deep and, like, dark. Like, I was in just a bad spot. Like, for, I remember, like, going out to my car, too, like, in the, like, parking area with, uh like, where all the students park. It'd be, like, 4 in the morning. I'd be, like, in my in my forerunner. I had this pink bong. Now I'd just be sitting in there, like, super sad, just, like, <coughs> smoking weed, like, just sitting there. Like, I would be, I, it was, like, I was bad. I was very, very depressed. So that wasn't a lie at all. Um, but I definitely wasn't saying I'm on drugs either. <clears throat> right, because one thing is your fault and one thing you're a victim of. Right, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I tell her I'm depressed. Whatever. I told her I ha- I haven't been going to college. I'm sorry. And I go back home. And I don't know what. I don't know what my. I didn't have one. I didn't have a plan or anything. Like they just let me come home because they. I, I guess they could see how bad it was. Like my face was sunk in and all that. Right. 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 But um, yeah. So I I, I go back home and like I just continue obviously because now I'm like right next door to the guy I was buying that from. And um, then I started kind of getting into, like, you know, like, more drugs. Like, I, I would be, like, you know, I started just, like, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't kind of all over the place here, but I wasn't just doing meth and weed at all. Like, I was dabbling in a bunch of stuff. Like I Poly substance abuse. Yeah, like, right, I was, right, right. like, 100%. But anyways, I, I, I'm, a, I'm abusing drugs very heavily um, when I come back. Uh, I'm doing, like, 
what I do? I don't even know how I did for work. I think I worked at my granddad's restaurant a little bit, and I would be like super high there every single day. Um, I would. Why can't I think? I don't really think I. I kept on telling my mom I was like looking for a job or gonna do this, and I was kind of just like roaming the streets, like sure. going different places. I was kind of like just. I never been like a partier, but like I was partying, so to speak. Like I would travel up to like Oxford and like hang out with one of my friends up there, and I would just do drugs. I'd go down to New Orleans, and I had two friends that lived there. And I would just that's that college life. Do drugs, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I was just kind of like I wasn't doing anything except for like futon crashing. Yeah, literally, like I yeah, I, and I would stay at my grandmother's house a lot too, and also do drugs there, like right under her roof. And again, like it's hard to hide when when you're doing like. Drugs, drugs, like it, you can't hide that very well. Right. Um, so I mean, again, you may they, think you are. Yeah, but you're not. And they all, they all were very worried, very concerned. Um, so when was it? It was uh, when did I go into there? March, March. Something. This is when you went to the treatment center. I'm about, yeah, this is the first. This is my first one. Okay. March. Um, I feel like March, June. Yeah, it was like March something. Cause I got out June fourth, I think. Um, and it was like three months. So, um, they like confront me and I was, I was all, I was like really depressed. I came off like a really bad run. I remember like driving back from, uh, Oxford and like going into my grandmother's house. And, like it was like late, I think. And I remember, I remember like having some Xanax and I would like took a cup up and I went to sleep and, I wake up and like I look out the window of like the thing and like I see like my family's vehicles there and I'm like something's going on right, like right, I, I had right. that feeling like I knew that something was happening and of course like they were all there and they were doing an intervention on me like they brought me out and it was super awkward and um, obviously I was pissed like I started like raging like just going crazy because I was also in a you know like you know Zan rage mm-hmm. like Benzo mm-hmm. and I had like taken the sun that night before so I was just kind of out of it and I. Went in there, like, destroyed my closet and this, that, and, you know, whatever. Acting a fool. Yeah, acting yeah. a fool. <clears throat> and I don't know if it was that day or later. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. But that's when I went to my first treatment center in um, Austin, Texas, called uh, Spearhead Lodge. Now, that, that was in March. The year before, <coughs> the year before in, like, November... I went to this place in Houston, Texas called the Flowers Institute, and it's like a one-week thing, and it's like a, it's not really a rehab, but they do like, you know, it's a bunch of mental, it's you meet a bunch of psychiatrists and this, that. That was just seven days, and I, I did that before, but like my first treatment center was that March. I was there for three months. Inpatient? Yes, very, it was right when COVID came out, oh, too, wow. so like we could not leave that building. Like, that's where we were. Right, like, it, right. it, dude, it, it sucked really bad. Um, so I was there. Um, I do my time there. Uh, I get out, and I go to this, um, on Ridgewood Road, there's this sober living called Linwood. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you We're heard. familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so yeah, like, I, I was there. And um, so this is where, this is when... I start dabbling with opiates. So, kind of. So, the first, like, two months, I'm back home, in, or at Linwood, and back in Flowood from the Austin, Texas Treatment Center. I I was sober, kind of. Um, I was, like, abusing the medicine I was prescribed here and there. Sober adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was, like, 
sober living, like sober Ish. sober living, uh, getting high. Enough like to get by. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like I had a gabapin prescription, and I would like stagger the pills like every thirty minutes, and like drink it with a soda because it would like make it hit. I was doing all these little right. things like that. Um, and uh, so yeah, that was like happening for about a month, and then you know. <clears throat> acid and mushrooms don't show up on a regular drug screen. So I would like, you know, take acid and mushrooms sometimes and whatever because again, like it just Man, if somebody described for me like a good time, mushrooms at a sober living house would not be Yeah, no, I know. Be- I know. And no, I wasn't when I, I I just lived there. I didn't I didn't like you didn't have to be there at all times. Like I slept there. I was gone all day. So right, like right. I was tripping your balls off. Yeah, right. like but but like any like tripping in any sense in a sober area is a terrible idea. I agree. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. I wouldn't have done it if I had to be like there because you know you're already paranoid and all like you know weird on uh, psychedelics. So um, yeah, no, I would like I I left and would do it. And I'd be gone during the day and I was like kind of microdosing and I started working at the screen printing shop like printing shirts. I remember like taking little tiny pieces of, like acid and microdosing throughout the day and whatever. Um, and let's see. Oh. And then I discover, like, Kratom. And I, I was about to say, <laughs> when you were talking about doing your gabapentin, I thought you were wearing that Kratom out, weren't you? Yeah, so. It's Viva Zen all day long, yeah, isn't so it? that was actually the first one I did. And honestly, I didn't really know I was going to get in trouble for this. Like, I, genuinely, I, I didn't know. Because it was a little five-hour energy shot. And it was like, yeah, Viva Zen, whatever. I look like a fire. And it was right Look, I used the, to buy Viva Zen by the case. Yeah. What is so, it? I, I'm, it's a I'm, Kratom. I, I've never tried Kratom. It's like, it's like opiate It's hydrocodone's baby brother. And Does it make you feel anything? A little bit. It do. I'm telling you, it you people get bad off on Kratom. Like the withdrawals are gnarly too. Really? The withdrawal like if you're taking like dry scoop in the powder, like yeah, it 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 really can get you like wow. super high. I, I've experienced it like I know and the withdrawals are bad. But anyways, like I bought this little thing and I was also in an IOP I can't in this area. I can't remember what it was called. I was in, I had to go like three times a week for three hours, which sucked. I Bridge, Three Rivers. Maybe it was that one, the first one. Bridge, Bridge, Bridge recovery. recovery. Bridge. Re- that's what it was. Bridge yeah. Recovery. I was there, and they drug tested me, obviously, and because that was like a requirement at the sober living. The first like m- couple months you're there, right? Um. So again, I did took that little energy shot thing, and I didn't think that was gonna get me in trouble, but I remember the lady like bringing in my dad and uh, my mom and like telling me, I'm like, what's going on? Like, I, I don't think I've done anything. Uh, and I was doing like, you know, sketchy stuff still, but like I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on what she was bringing me in here for. Um, and I had just been out of that rehab for three months for like, it'd been like a month or two, probably two months. Um, so I was like fresh back into like, or it seemed like it. And this lady was, like, saying that, you know, I filled for Kratom and that, like, 100% need to go back to rehab right then. Like, wow. she was selling it to my mom, and I was, like, freaking out. So they can out. test for Kratom? Does it pop up yes. as opiates? Yes. No, oh. no, it pops up for Kratom. Oh, so it's a, it's its own the, category? The rehab I work for now, like, you have to, you know, you have to get, like, a fentanyl dipstick. Right. You know, like, you have to do a Kratom dipstick, too. Oh, wow. Um, because, again, it's just like a... It's that serious of a problem. It's, a, it's, it's just an opiate, like, analog. It's, like, okay. a similar but not full-blown opiate antagonist. Got it. But, uh... Yeah, like, I was genuinely pleading my case. Like, I did not know that this would – basically, I didn't know how this would show up on a drug test. I'm sorry. Like, right, right. You know, but uh, 
and damn, I, they got me. Yeah, damn. like I, I was, and honestly, like it didn't really even damn. it that little Viva Zen shot. It didn't really do anything because I just did one of them. So I didn't like. I was like, this totally was not worth it. Right. Um. So. Uh, yeah, and I I convinced my parents to let me not um, not go back to rehab, and somehow I squirmed my way out of that place. Like I I end up like leaving at a bridge. Yes, and I, I hated that. That that was miserable for me. Like just sitting in that little room for three hours, like right, miserable. So talking about your feelings. <laughs> yeah, dude, that that was so bad. Um, but anyways, doing that. Uh. Still am in. I still am in uh, Linwood, though, and I can't believe I didn't bounce you out of Linwood. I know. Yeah, I know. You dodged a bullet there. They look. Let's get to get, when you go to treatment. I want to get to when it gets good. Okay, so I'll just fast forward. I end up doing. I end up doing. I begin doing like pain pills, like the little Roxies. Right, okay, right, like right. doing those all the time. Uh, I love those, and I'm doing meth too. Um, Cause I like full after that kratom thing, and I once I leave Linwood, cause I ended up leaving Linwood, cause I failed for kratom again. Okay. Yeah. So that happened. Um, uh, I start doing like, I start doing like drugs like bad. Like I'm like doing all, I'm all off those like uh, blue inbox thirties. Um, doing meth all the time. Like super high, taking smoking Xanax. it, eating it, snorting it. Yeah. So I would shooting it. Um, I would. I got, like, obsessed with, like, the process because it really, like, kind of, like, it's wasteful almost to uh, smoke it, which is terrible. But, like, no, I agree, yeah. it's just I, I, I enjoyed smoking those little um, Roxy's for whatever reason. Like, I was addicted to the process. Right. So I was smoking those. It's Please, very common with for IVs, the love of too, God, right? don't ever shoot up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Because um, there's that, a whole mystique that comes with right. being an IV drug user. That's another. That's another. And I... I don't want to. Anyways, well, uh, I understand. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I was doing those those blues, and I'm doing a bunch of meth, and I'm taking Xanax periodically because I would like stay up for a couple of days and be. But like, you got to land the plane. Yeah, like so, I I, w- I would you know pop some bars every now and then, um, and I was just strung out. Like sh- the definition of strung out is picture of me in this. Like I was so bad. Like I look back at pictures sometimes, and I was like. Oh my gosh! It, it it really it's scary, dude. I looked like a completely different person. Was the self hatred there, or were, how were you feeling about yourself? I just I don't even remember. I, I was just completely like I didn't even exist. Like seriously, like once I got sober and came out of it, and like people like remind me of little things, like Brianne will like say something, and I'll kind of like remember that, or like my mom will like remind me of an incident. I'll be like, oh my god, I completely forgot about that. That's so embarrassing. Right. But anyways. The Roxy's, those things are like $30 a pill. Right. So I'm like, my homie, the same one that sold me that Molly, the same one that got me on the Molly. The same, meth Molly. Yeah, the same dude. He says, hey, bro, you know you, you know you get some of this dog food for talking about heroin. He called it dog we, food, and I thought it was a He's not the only one that calls it. That. Yeah, it's like it's like a thing, but I didn't know what it was because, I, again, I wasn't into opiates like that. He said, you can get this for way cheaper, obviously. Um because you're not, you know, spending money on those pressed, and they they have fentanyl on them anyway. Right. You know, that's all they all they are. So, anyways, then I just started doing straight heroin or fentanyl. I'm buying just so I've completely graduated from the pills. That's the pills are no longer like I'm doing just heroin, which is fentanyl now. You know, there's no actual heroin, and uh, 
I'm doing meth. Um, and again, get super strung out really bad. And I'll get to like the treatment part now. I, and I never did coke really. Like I did it when people had it, but this has, so one of my friends got some coke from this plug that I'd put him onto kind of, everybody called him street. That's it. And he like called me or texted me one time. And this was like the day of everything went terrible. I was, like, blacked out on Xanax, like, really bad. I'd been up the whole entire night before. I was, like, running around, like, doing something. I don't know what I was even doing. I was driving around Jackson. My friend calls me and says, hey, I got some Coke from the street. Um, and it, it's kind of weird, like, like I'm about to meet up with you. I want, I want you to hit some of this and see what, like, if because he was saying it burnt his nose, and, you know, Coke really doesn't do that. And he, he was just sketched out about it, as far as I can remember. And he, uh, what a good friend. I know, right? <laughs> I think this is some bunk shit. Will you come do it with Yeah, me? well, he was like, he was like, <clears throat> come here and see, like, I don't know. And again, I was blacked out, like, bad. Like, I don't, that whole night before, I somehow had, like, been, like, rummaging through my grandparents' attic, like, taking out, like, all their files and, like, strung, stringing it out. So I was like. We've all been there, too. <laughs> For real, like, this, the last, like, two weeks leading up to this room I'm telling right now was, like, completely blur, like, blackout. So I really don't know exactly how we linked up, but it was something to do with the cookie ball, and he wanted me to do something. Um, so I get there. We get, and he, him and one other person get in my car, and we're doing something, and Brianne was with me, and I remember not wanting her to see something, so we get like this interaction, and because I first I was so strung out, but I never wanted her to actually like see me, actually do it. You know what right. I mean? So I remember going to his car, and the girl that he was with and Brianne were sitting in my car, and I run over there, um, and we we have a it's just super weird too. We have a stop sign, like from the from like a whole last stop sign, right. and we're busting down lines on that thing, and. From this point on, I don't really, I'm, I'm out of it, but this is, like, from other people, from Brienne. And so, apparently, I, I did that line, and I vaguely remember doing it. And um, I think I just kind of, like, I go out a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm, like, completely, like, nodding in and out. And this was Coke, supposed to be. And I started, like, nodding in and out. I was out of it. And all of a sudden, I completely am just, like, I'm, like, fall out, like, overdosed. And this dude that I'm with, like, goes and, like, says Brianne, like, something's wrong, something's wrong with Lake. So, I, according to Brianne, like, she, like, got me, threw me in my car, drove me to the, is driving me to the hospital. Now, this day, that my mom and my grandparents were on to me. They knew something was up with me because I was so strung out. So, they had, according to them, like, they just knew something bad was going to happen. And this is super weird. But they had sent my granddad and my dad out to find me because they're still tracking me on Live 360. Right. So as I'm overdosing the passenger seat, like, Brian's, like, whipping the car through Jackson. My granddad and my dad pull up at the stop sign or the, the red light where I'm at, and they see me, like, falling out. So in the middle of the road, they, like, my dad gets out of the truck they're in, runs to my car, Puts Brandon in the back seat, gets in that car. They like skirt off to the hospital. They take me to the hospital, and obviously I had overdosed. And uh, basically, they all swear like that that saved my life because I was like super close. But like, if they wouldn't have seen me at the red light or 
this or that, you know, whatever it is. Like, you know, it really was a miracle that they saw me and uh, found me. Um, they take me to the hospital, and I remember, like, coming to, because after they had narcan me and all that stuff, and I remember, like, coming to, and I remember being in the hospital, and I I don't remember the past two weeks of my life. Literally. Were you angry? So, yeah, like, right when I come to, I'm, like, freaking, freaking out, and I remember saying, like, is Brianne okay? Because my first thought was I'd gotten into a car wreck or something. Right. I don't know why. I was just freaking out about her because I just wake up in the hospital. I have no clue what's going on. Didn't even probably know my name. Um, but I just thought about her, and I was like, uh, I don't know. I freaked out. They're like, yeah, it's okay. I remember my dad being like, like you overdosed. Like, you, you basically died. Um, and at that point, I knew I was like, okay, I'm 100% going to rehab now. Like, right. got to. So, um, I... Go to a detox. I'm kind of going to, like, speed up because I feel like I'm just rambling. No, you're good. But um, I go to a detox called Bradford in Monroe, Alabama. And I stay there for, like, 14 days. And the days I'm there, they're kind of, like, getting me ready to go to this place in Opelika, Alabama, right by Auburn, called The Reprieve. Um, it's, like, a big time, like, it's, it's a pretty big rehab. It's a, it's a one of the three phase system rehabs they have like first phase second it's it's right. a year in total wow um so they had planned the whole time i was there at the detox to like eventually go there so i'm at the detox doing my thing whatever felt obviously like shit so sick um the days come up and uh it's time to go to the reprieve so i go to the reprieve um and i'm there for and this starts my little getting kicked out like run so after all that stuff, after I overdosed, ran my life into the ground, quite literally, like, I was, like, a nasty junkie, like, it was bad. After all that, I still, I guess, wasn't, wasn't done, um, doing my thing, so, I had the reprieve, and I had, I got a hold of, like, a bunch of Xanax bars, and I was using them all. In the treatment center? In the treatment center, because, so again, it was the, a year program, so some of the guys had phones, so, you know, I linked up with one of the guys, and we just figured something out, and he was from the area, and he was actually, like, used to, like, sell weed here and there. Was, we got, like, a shit ton of Xanax, um, and we're taking it, and if people were doing Xanax, like, people can start to tell. You get sloppy and belligerent. Right, right. So, they... <clears throat> you better say something. No, no, oh, no, no, like, no. Oh, um, they, they find out, they're like, you, you have to leave, they were kicking me out. And I'm like, I remember just being like, screw y'all, I'm leaving. Yeah, that filter that keeps us from saying and doing awful things Mm -hmm. is deleted with with Xanax. Yeah, like your inhibitions are like. Yeah, yeah, out the door. Um, So I like run off that night after they caught me. I run off. I'm like walking down the road with my backpack and this. And I like, I have like a big book with like a bunch of numbers in it from the, from the, uh, Bradford uh, detox, and I call one of the dudes, and somehow he answers. He comes, scoops me up, and um, I tell him what's going on. And this dude, he was actually being like a, you know, kind of a good friend. Like he was like, bro, like you need to go back, like because he was still sober. Um, I remember him being like, you need to go back, talking to me this, and I ended up getting in touch with my mom on his phone, and they were like, my mom was like begging me to go back, so I was like, whatever, I'll go back, I'll stay the night there, and then. I had to leave either way, but they just wanted me to sleep there and not sleep on the street. Right. So I go. I end up going back, and I sleep there that night, and I wake up the next morning, and they call, called me an Uber to Twin Lakes, which is in Monroe, Georgia. Um, 
And I go there, and this was also, it only lasted like 14, 15 days. Um, I was there. I still wasn't done. I was being sneaky the whole time I was there. Some dude drove his car to Twin Lakes. So he had his car parked out front. And he was swearing up and down, which people talk in rehab. They just, you know, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, swearing yeah. up and down that he had. Um, yeah, everybody's Pablo Escobar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was swearing up and down that he had like the best heroin you've ever seen. It's a brown rock. Like it's like he was saying how awesome it was. I was like, this dude has to be full of shit. Um, but we were gonna try. I was, I was, intre- <laughs> I was interested either way. Um, and this dude, uh, we all, it was like three of us. Um, we ended up working out some scheme because his car doors were locked. So he had told one of the techs there that, like, he had to get something out of his car, and he unlocked it, and he left it unlocked. We go. The dude, Matt, he goes and, like, gets it out of the car for us and brings it up. And sure enough, the dude wasn't lying. It was crazy. Like, it was a huge chunk of, like, heroin. And uh, literally within two hours of us getting it and us getting super high, um, we get caught. All three of us get busted, taken down there. Um, they drug test us. We fail. They're like, you know, telling us we're getting kicked out. I remember the lady that works there is super cool. Her name is Miss Tracy. She still works there. Um, she like made me call my mom, and I was like, I do not want to talk to my mom. And I call, and this is like I've been kicked out like twice. You know, this is like the second time. This is the third rehab I've been to, like Bradford, Reprieve, and now here. And again, this place is calling my mom, being like. He he relapsed. He failed for heroin. He's getting kicked out. And I remember my mom was just like bawling, crying, like screaming, crying on the phone. And I felt terrible, obviously. Like, but then again, I was also like really high and like just I don't know. I kind of was just in like a screw it mindset. Yeah. Like I don't know. Um, so they're kicking me out. I had a little bit of of that heroin and some tinfoil wrapped up again, like in my gooch under my <laughs> thing. I had, I still had it there and. This place tells me the same thing. They're like, okay, you have to sleep away from community. You have to sleep downstairs by yourself, and you're going to leave in the morning. And I was like, okay, cool. This rehab, you can't have vapes, so you can only smoke cigarettes. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, let me smoke a cigarette, and I'll go. let me take my meds, and I'll go to bed, and I'll leave. They were like, we don't have a cigarette for you, and I didn't have a cigarette. And I was like, please go find one, and I'll just, I need to smoke, and I'll, I'll go to sleep, and you know, I'll I'll leave y'all alone, basically. And they, like, refused to give me one. So I was like, all right, for real, I'm out of here. Y'all won't even give me a cigarette. I'm leaving. I was like, give me my stuff. So they gave me my stuff. and um, You showed them. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And I remember asking the dude, I was like, which way is the closest gas station? And he points that way. And it's, like, 1130 at night at this time. He's like, that way. And I'm like, okay. So I started walking out of a suitcase, dragging a suitcase and a backpack. And it starts to rain a little bit. And I'm walking along. Because it's in the, have you ever been out to Twin Lakes? It's like in the Monroe. Wherever, Georgia? Yeah, it's like in the middle of, so the closest gas station wasn't really close. And it starts to kind of rain. And I'm dragging the stuff. And I'm just, I'm miserable. Um, I bet you are. Yeah, Yeah. dude, I was so miserable. And um, and it's funny, I left because I couldn't smoke a cigarette. I still didn't have a cigarette when I left. Like, I, I never got one. Um, but, uh, so it starts raining. So I pull up on this, like, boat dealership, and I, like, pop one of the tarps and throw my suitcase under it and close it, and I keep walking. So I'm like, I'll come back for it. Whatever. I don't know what I was thinking. 
So I get to this gas station. I'm sitting outside the little, you know, the thing they have ice in, like all the, and I'm sitting right there, and I pull out this heroin, and I'm doing a little bit of it. And uh, all of a sudden, a cop pulls into the gas station. I, I wondered, I'm like, how has this kid not been arrested yet? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, a cop pulls in, and my, my mom... Twin Lakes has had, called the cops on you. So Twin Lakes called my mom and said he just left, and my mom, my mom will tell you this. She was livid at the rehab. She she was like, "You just let my son walk off at almost midnight, high on heroin, and obviously like mad at the world. Like, why would y'all let him Look, leave? Your skills of talking people into things must be superior to my, <laughs> how you have been able to get back inside." these treatment facilities after you've left is astonishing. But that you have heroin in one of them, I mean, you're a magician. Well, I didn't I didn't have I mean the dude brought it in, you know what I mean? Like he but and I no, guess you but you were in the treatment center in with heroin in your possession. Mm -hmm. And if you had not gotten uppity about the cigarette yeah. You would have had the heroin there with you that night. Yes, yeah. I would have, and I planned on using it. But the well, thing I'm is, sure you did. They, yeah, they they searched me up and down, and Miss up and Miss Tracy. Oh, knew. but she had it in your. Gooch. She said, she said, I. She was telling me she was like talking to somebody. She was like, I know he has it in his um like in his butt under his you know what, and uh, she said, she was like, I'll strip him down right now if y'all give me the word. Tracy, this Miss Tracy lady, she's like hardcore, like the biggest mess. She's supposed to get up in there. She has an ankle monitor on. Like <laughs> she, she, she's like bout it. Like she's gangster. Yeah. She like was in prison for a long time. She was saying all that, but they like they wouldn't let her like strip me. And I was telling, I was like, you're not stripping me because obviously, you know, I didn't want her to take that from me. Right. Um. So I was telling her that either way, but that's the only way I got away with it because I had it in there, and she knew. She was saying, I know you have it. But anyways. My mom, when Twin Lakes called my mom and told him that I left, my mom immediately called the local, like, police department or something and explained the situation to them. My son is very bad off right now. Um, you know, he, he needs help. He just ran from this rehab. Like, please get him. Do something. At this point, you know, I left at probably, like, 1130, and I would walked a long time. So it's probably, like, a little after midnight, 1230, um, when this cop pulls up. And... Luckily, he was a super cool cop, believe it or not. He was, like, he was really nice. I I forgot. I need to backtrack. I was using that heroin. When I see the cop pull up, I fold it up in the tinfoil and throw it under the ice box thing. But you keep an eye on where it went. Yeah, I, yeah. I threw it. Now, that that like was the I, last time I ever. I <laughs> circle around. That was the last <laughs> drug I ever did. So, um, I throw it, throw it in that, under that ice thing. He pulls up. He's super cool. He gives me, like, peanut butter crackers and a water because I was starving. And uh, he takes me back to the jail, and just like keeps me there, like holding. He didn't like he didn't like arrest me or anything. You like are that. anointed, is all <laughs> I can Dude, say. I think it had something to do with my mom. Like, I guess they. And again, there's he no was, doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah, because if you would have just God seen, was looking out for you, through God your mom, is like, working in your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, no in doubt, ways bro, that there's no doubt. I don't know. I know. I, 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 no, I'm yeah. No, I know. It has to, it has to be. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that is the case. I mean, your mom was persistent, but if it weren't for the right cop, the right, you know, this everything, is where it gets crazy. Everything had to line up. Go on. I just said this is where it gets crazy, like it hadn't been. But this is so it's super late at night, and my mom is like frantically calling rehabs, trying to find one to put me in. Like, 
you know, it's it's late, so there's some of these guys aren't answering. She can't get a hold of a real person. Like and she's in crisis mode. She is like she like mom will say like she was just like blowing up all these rehabs. Somehow, Daniel Garner, who's like the director of marketing um, and does all like the he speaks to parents at Good Landing, for some reason answered the phone that late. Um, and God. Yes. Yeah, and that was God. probably like he probably like never answers his phone, but uh, something was like, oh, I need to answer this. Yeah, dude. So he answered the phone, and then not only did he answer the phone, he put out because now I know because I work there. But we have like a staff like group chat, and we have one that like has like clinical stuff, and one for the house managers and whatnot. So he put out in the group chat, "Hey, there's a client or a person in Monroe, uh, Georgia. He's at the jail. His mom just called. Can somebody go and pick him up?" And at this point, it's probably one fifteen. Like, it's get, just getting later. And this dude, who is freaking awesome, that still works there, his name's Jamicio. he was freaking awake and willing to come get me and drive 45 minutes out to get me. So he came, he answered the text, said, I'll do it. He came and picked me up from that um, jail. And I remember sitting in there, like, I was soaking wet because it had been raining. Right. I was like freezing just like sitting there i looked like uh, the scum of the earth literally sure. and i remember seeing this just like this huge black dude walk in and i'm like who is this guy and he's like come on uh i'm your your mom your mom called and you're getting picked up and i was like whatever i just went with him right, like right. He, had, mom. he had he had no like i just i agreed i guess and uh I remember him giving me, like, a whole entire pack of green American spirits. <laughs> and I had, like, been dying for some nicotine, so I, like, was smoking those down. Um, and You finally got that cigarette. Finally yeah, got, got it. Cigarette. And that was, like, five, four, I don't know, a long time later. Yeah. Yeah, Jamisio picks me up, um, takes me back. And I remember on the van ride, because he picked me up in a van, on the van ride to the apartment complex. I remember sitting there, and I was, like, just thinking, because I was super tired, too. I remember just sitting there thinking, and I was like, okay, like, I just got kicked out of, like, two, three rehabs back-to-back. Like, I'm so, and I was like, this is miserable. Like, that, the past two hours, three hours of my life has been hell. Like, sure, I'm high on heroin right now, because I was. This sucks. Like, it's not, it's not fun anymore. Right. I'm, I'm. Miserable, the, like it ceased to serve its purpose. Yeah, it it was just like I was I was miserable as you know as it gets you know. So I remember like in that van thinking I was like you know what I'm actually going to not do anything sketchy. And also what kind of sold me too is I knew if I messed up at that place, my mom would send me to another rehab, and I didn't want to mess up because. I asked Misio, I'm like, hey, so what about the phone deal? He was like, yeah, you can get your phone in two weeks. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, right. okay, I'm going to stay here because all the other places, like, you don't have a phone, like, the whole three months. So I was just it was expecting that. Right. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to really take this place serious. And uh, so that night I decided, I was like, I'm not going to do anything sketchy. I'm not going to do anything I shouldn't. I'm going to 100% do the right thing. Um, and I did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been – like a, a year and five months, I think now. But um, let's see. Let me think. What was that? Let me just interject something. So you just mentioned how you know, I know my mom's going to send me to another place. Blah blah blah. Let me let me tell you, if if you persist in your folly, you will come to a time where your mom ain't going to send you any more places. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because your mom ain't going to answer the telephone. I know. And it's. 
you know, you, and I reached that place in my own life yeah. uh, where they're, they're not willing to help anymore. Yeah. And it's scary in a different way. I promise when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to pray that you recognize what a positive influence you could be for other young people in recovery. I mean, absolutely. Your stories, this is astonishing. I mean, you've, you've really gotten bad off at a pretty young age. Yeah. And how old are you again? I'm 22. I just turned 22. 22 yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's know, awesome. it took me a long time to recognize that I've absolutely got that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes me addicted to things. Right. So yeah. let's segue into this. We know what it's, what it was like for you now. What's it like today? It's, it's crazy. Cause I, I like, I like think about it sometimes and I'm like, I am like, two completely different people like like if you just had like a version of me that was how I was say just two years ago like I don't know it my like whole and this is something that slowly kind of changed but like you know every now and then I mean everybody does this even once you're like four years sober but like you have like those little like initial thoughts of something then you're like wait why am i thinking that you know what right, i mean right right it's like every now and then i'll do that but i'm very easily able to like like no i'm not going to do that and before i just acted on it right away so that's what better impulse control yes right, right. like that that's better playing the tape through yes. all those things we're taught and i guess one reason could be like you know like i see what i have now and how much better everything is like you know like this Doing drugs is so not worth like how how good my life is right now. Like I, like I don't know. It just <clears throat> I don't know. I I'm in a really good spot and I'm very lucky to have the job I have. Because again, if I wouldn't, you're have, lucky to be alive. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's 100%. no doubt about that. Definitely. But like the I'm like I've said this before. I'm so thankful that that dude drove himself to Twin Lakes and brought in that heroin, and I'm so glad I relapsed on it, and I'm so glad I left Twin Lakes that night, and I'm so glad I walked left, and I'm so glad that my mom called 100 rehabs and that place answered. Like, I'm so glad because, like, if that weren't the case, like, I like I have, I have no, like, there's no way I would be, like, a case manager at, like, one of the biggest. Yeah, I'm glad you get be- to be the Jamisio for the next man. And right. the funny thing is, is, I, I do do that. Like, I've been, like, and my mom always says that, like, you know, he was doing the same thing for you, but I have to go and pick up people at 3, 4 in the morning from the hospital, this and that. So it's crazy, but, like, I have. Well, not just in the way that he picked you up, but you can be that person the, right. who gives back to the next man. And then when I'm picking somebody up, I can be like, I was in that same position. They can one day be exactly. there. And it can just be a My continue. backpack's still in that boat yeah. under that tarp. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Oh, yeah, and he, the cop did save me about to pick it up. But, um, yeah, I just think so. I'm like, dang, like, I would have never been, like, like, I I don't know. I just, I really do feel, like, super lucky for everything that uh, I have and, like, grateful and, like, just amazed at, like, the past, like, like, five years of my life, I should not be where I am right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm just in a, I'm yeah. a, I don't know, I'm. Super lucky, and I, I, you know, I love my job, and I feel like it's it's a really good opportunity. It's uh, I actually like it. Like it's cool to enjoy doing what you do, and I think yeah, you know, it has a, a bunch of opportunities in that field. So, 
Let me just let me just caution you with one thing, and this is someone that's very close to me that worked at a at a treatment facility for ten years, who is in sobriety. Uh, <coughs> this this person, they used the um, working in, in, at the treatment facility as their program. So what I'm what oh, I'm yeah. trying to say is be very appreciative and and grateful for your work but your work is not your program amen you need to work a program outside of work yes in order to stay sane and happy you were 100 percent correct because i've noticed that with people and i've i've said that before like just because you work there doesn't mean that like you know you can completely forget about all the principles right. you followed and, and it's easy to there. do that because oh, yeah. oh i'm around this all day yeah like i'm around people in recovery all day so this no, is that's not working a program i agree I know I've, I'm, you're 100% right, and that's something that you have to be very aware of because my job is, like, it really – it's a, it's 24-7. Like, there's no hours, like – Right. Because, because I'm, like – I'm doing, like, case management and whatnot, but, like, I kind of, like, by default double is, like, I live in an apartment with dudes, so I'm, like, also the house manager, which that's the type of job that you're having to go pick up people super late and sure, do all sure, this stuff. Sure. So that part, uh, you know, it's 24-7. So I really am, like – around sure. rehab stuff like right, all right. the time so it is that is something easy to do but it is something that i'm like aware of and i try not to Perfect. you know let it completely like be the only thing that absolutely I, yeah. look i don't want to give you a big ego or anything <laughs> here but i mean i've been around recovery for my entire adult life and i can tell you you've made some pretty impressive realizations about i mean i can sense from the things that you say so i Man, I really appreciate your willingness to come and talk about this, yeah, man. and mm-hmm. uh, and just appreciate what you're doing in in Georgia and being involved in that recovery community. Yeah. Thank you a lot for. I mean, I know it's so easy. I, I harp on my wife about this all the time. You know how? I mean, not harp on her, but I'm always talking about this. How when we're in recovery, it's so hard uh, to figure out those things that we do that are good, right, just that need to be expanded on and to feel good about them and to fight off that internal doubt that we all have. And I mean, you can, you're doing awesome things and you can continue to do awesome things. Yeah. It's thank just you. stay on the path onward and upward. Yep. Thank you a lot for real. And I've really enjoyed coming here. I was actually like worried about coming and doing this. I didn't, I didn't want to do this at all, but I'm, I am glad I did. So. Well, I guarantee you that you've planted it. It's been rewarding for me. Yeah, I hope it is ultimately no for, for me. you. And and you've planted seeds that may not be realized for years to come. Mm-hmm. But somebody heard something in your story that they're able to, to latch onto. And maybe one day down the line, they may think, oh, I remember, I remember that guy late talking mm-hmm. on that stupid podcast. No, that podcast that had that vibey light. Yeah, <laughs> that wicked, awesome, vibey. In fact, so that's why ha- it's so We have an internal debate here at Recovery Lab about the propriety of our new lights. Yeah, if you like the lights, comment on the page. This is going to really weigh on whether the lights continue. Yeah, if you like the lights. I have an opinion on say, it. Say, Daniel, you're right. Daniel has an opinion on it. If you don't like the lights, say, Drew, Drew you're right. you're right. I think if it was just regular yellow light like mm-hmm. or white lights in here, it wouldn't be as right it just it feels comfortable in here right I almost like calming it. would you say calming yeah, it's, it's almost calming, calming relaxing yeah we'll, we'll put a uh, we'll do a twitter vote or a something vote, like that yeah yeah you don't like it no, i he, mean well he's the, the first pictures he showed me uh 
it looked, you know, it, it was unappealing to me. It was yeah. just a little too much. I yeah. think. Do you want to tell I, the, the, the Do you want to tell looked, the listeners what you thought it looked? <laughs> My mom was listening to that. So, uh, look, why don't you well, try it on? Show him uh, what Satan's butthole. With okay. The, All right, hold on. All he right. can control. It is pretty cool though. Yeah. Control with his phone. All right, let's go here. Bright light. Now let's Change do the colors and stuff. Oh yeah. Color. Look, it's it's. You'll feel at home. You'll be like, oh, this is like yeah. bass nectar in New Orleans. Oh wow! Yeah, there you go. Makes your vision weird. Yeah, yeah. I used to have my I used to have my Apple HomePod connected to like my lights in my room, and I could be like Siri. Yeah, yeah. Like I could turn my I have my lights all these different colors, but yeah, the the, that light blue is definitely the best one. This is calming. Yeah, Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, I think we'll stick with it. I think uh, I'm pretty sure that the majority of the individuals that are looking and the majority of looking the at this right under, now that are under 25 oh, are gonna be that? like, "Man, that's so rad." Let's <laughs> let's take a poll from the audience. Audience, do you like the lights? There you go, ladies and gentlemen. They love it. All right, man. Thank you so much for coming, yeah, Drew. Do you have anything else? Thank you all for having me. All right, here we go, guys. Thank you so much, Lake. <laughs> <laughs>